The Olympics are coming up, and of course, in a great display of patriotism, one of our Olympians turns her back on the flag. Great, right? Lil Nas X is in the news again. I'm going to discuss what I think about that. And Biden makes the greatest argument for why you should go out right now and buy a gun. All that and more on Living the Dream. You're going to be very happy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. As always, I am your wondrous host, Jesse Hughes. Um, I, I hope that wherever you're listening, you know, it's a, it's a great day. I'm recording this on a nice Tuesday morning. Um, the sun's shining, the birds are singing, the Bidens are babbling, and it's, it's a good day. It's a good day, and hopefully wherever you're watching, it's good, it's nice. Uh, I say watching, listening, whatever you're doing. It's good. It's nice. It's it's a nice day. Nice weather. Um, you know, it's gonna be Wednesday afternoon by the time I upload this. So I don't know what the weather is gonna look like tomorrow. But you know, hopefully today it's looking pretty good for you. It's looking pretty good for all y'all out there listening right there in good old wondrous radio land or whatever this is. Um, that being said, you know, besides the point, um, we are now in a season where celebrities doing stupid things makes the news often. Whether it's... I'm not even going to list examples just because of how dumb this is. So, as as many of you know, Little Nas X made a, made a wondrous showing on the world stage a little while ago. Because of his Satan shoes, right? Yeah, crazy, right? And um, a lot of people kind of went up, were up in arms about that. Understandably, a lot of people didn't like that. And now, now he's in the news again because he wore a dress. This is the only thing I'm going to say about this. This is the only thing I'm ever going to say about Lil Nas X on this podcast. This is the only time I'm ever going to mention him, and this is the only comment I'm ever going to make. If we stop giving stupid people the spotlight, they will go away. It's a very, very interesting concept, okay? Yeah, it's, a very, it's not that complex. It should be, a, it should be very easy to understand. If we stop giving stupid people the spotlight, guess what? We're not going to have to deal with them anymore. They're going to fade away. They're going to go away. They're going to they're, they're going to disappear. There's nothing about this that's remotely important. There's nothing about this that needs to be discussed as much as it's being discussed. It's not that big of a deal. It's 
the stupidest non-issue that you can point out and say, hmm, let's go make a fuss about this today because we have nothing else to be outraged about. I swear, we love railing against cancel culture and outrage culture and all this stuff, but the minute that some dumb celebrity does something stupid that you know that they're going to do something stupid, we just know what's going to happen. The minute it happens, all of a sudden, everybody's up in arms and everybody's making a fuss and going left and right and doing all these things. And I, I get it. Like something like the Satan shoes, like I kind of understand that. But at the same time, he's a secular rapper in a secular world that does secular things. You can't expect lost people to act saved. It's not going to happen. It's, it's a non-issue. It's something that doesn't even matter. It's something stupid that we shouldn't even be talking about. Him, and him wearing a dress, it's a non-issue. It's stupid. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly. If I were to line up 10 people right now, I doubt that the majority of them would actually even care what this fool does. It's a non-issue. Moving on to actual news. Um, we have an Olympic athlete who decides that she is going to be unpatriotic and blame her lack of patriotism and her lack of respect for anything. On the Olympic Committee, apparently. I feel like I was set up. Olympic hammer thrower turns away from the American flag during national anthem. This is from the Daily Wire. At the U.S. Olympic track and field trials on sun Saturday, hammer thrower Gwen Berry turned away from the American flag as the national anthem played. Berry placed third in the hammer throwing on Saturday, qualifying her for the Tokyo Olympics. As the national anthem began to play, with the winner standing on the podium, Barry turned away from the flag so that she was facing the stands. Towards the end of the anthem, she pulled up a black t-shirt with the words activist athlete on the front to cover her head. According to the Associated Press, the national anthem has been played every night for the past week at the U.S. Olympic track and field trials, but the anthem is not played during medal ceremonies like it is during the Olympics. The national anthem was played to schedule at 5.20 p.m. today, U.S. track and field spokesman Susie Hazard said. We didn't wait until the athletes were on the podium for the Hammer Throw Awards. The anthem is played every day according to the previously published schedule. The anthem began at 5.25 on Saturday according to the AP. Barry felt that the timing of the playing was done on purpose. I felt like it was a setup, Barry said with a burst of laughter. Laughter. I feel like they did that on purpose, and I was pissed, to be honest. I was thinking about what I should do. Eventually, I just stayed there and swayed. I put my shirt over my head. It was real disrespectful. I know they did that on purpose, but it'll be all right. I see what's up. Listen. I, and it kind of goes down, and... <laughs> it shows a tweet that from her that says, set, don't set me up and think I won't jump. 
listen. The fact that she says that it was disrespectful for them to play the anthem, not what she did was disrespectful, but it was disrespectful for them to play the anthem, just shows you where we're at in this world today. I I want to make a very I want to make a very big point right now. Okay. As many of you know, I was adopted. I'm not from the United States. I'm from the nation that is known as Russia. I was adopted when I was five months old, and I very much so I'm very proud of the United States. I'm, I hold the United States to a high regard within my heart because, listen, I know where I came from. I know what I got away from, and I know what my life could have been. But instead, I was brought here to the United States, to America. And because of that, what could have been is not what is, if that makes any sense. What could have been was I could have been put out on the street when I was 16 I could have died before I even ever turned 16 because of health issues. And I could have lived an incredibly horrible life in a frozen wasteland called Siberia. And absolutely no one would have, e- no one would have thought the wiser. And listen, I'm not claiming – the thing about it is – with my story, if I would have been in Russia and all this, me being here right now in this place doesn't really make much of a difference besides the fact that you're listening to my voice right now. I don't really, I don't pretend like I have some ginormous say or any kind of influence. Now, I hope to. And that's why I treat that's why I treat this podcast and my YouTube channel very seriously is because I'm if you if you act like you have the the audience that you want, then it's going to help you get that. And I try to do that with also without being cocky because you know cockiness, humility is the, a great virtue. Cockiness is not. But the point is, every one of you listening to me listening to my voice right now, if I were still in Russia, your life would be going on as is unchanged while my life would be drastically different. Every one of you listening, you were born into the, well, not, I, I, okay. I don't want to say everyone because I don't know where people are listening, but I can guarantee you the majority of you listening, you were born in the United States. The United States is all you've ever known. You've had the privilege of growing up in a country where you have pretty much everything you need and then some and you don't know any different meanwhile i was born in a place where if you if you were born and put into an orphanage like i was you the, the workers at the orphanage were not allowed to look at you. They were not allowed to make any kind of emotional um, connection with you. They weren't allowed to hold you. You, 
and that does horrible damage to a child that that does horrible damage to childhood development from the studies and things that I've seen but it's a drastically different world than what most of you have experienced and so that's why I always a lot of people my entire life I've grown up with people wondering why I love the United States so much. My entire life, I've grown up w with people like, "Well, you, you're Russian. Why are you? Why do you care about the United States? What's what's up with that? Why do you? Why is this so important to you?" And it's because of the fact that I come from a nation that doesn't have a con. It doesn't have the constitution like the United States does. It doesn't have the people in Russia don't have the same rights as Americans do. The, the quality of life in Russia is drastically different from the United States. And so the reason that I get mad when people want to disrespect the flag and the national anthem in the country, and listen, I'm not saying that the United States is a perfect nation. By far, we're not a perfect nation. We have a lot of work to do. But here's the thing. I love this nation so much because of what it means to me and because of what I know my life could have been and because of what I know my life is now. And I am incredibly thankful for that. Matt Walsh, when he was talking about this, I love Matt Walsh. He's a good guy. Um, he made the really good point that a lot of this comes down to the issue of gratitude and a lack of gratitude. And I, I hate to say it, but a lot of people that were born into the United States that had the privilege of living their entire lives in the United States and don't know any other way don't have gratitude because it's all they ever known. They've taken it for granted. And meanwhile, I know what it's like to be live somewhere else. And, I, and I w I'm not claiming that I know firsthand. I was very young, but at the same time, I recognized the reality of what I grew up in, even though I don't remember it. I recognized the reality of the situation of what my life could have been. And I am incredibly grateful and incredibly thankful to live in the place that I live today. And for someone to stand up on a platform like that and to say it's disrespectful to them, an American citizen, for the national anthem of the country you live in to be playing? What is wrong with you? You have you are living in the greatest nation ever to be to ever to exist on the face of the planet. I'm not saying that it's perfect, it's not, but you're living on the greatest nation that has ever existed, and you're going to say it's disrespectful for the national anthem, the anthem of the nation where people bled and died so that your rights could be secured, so that you could have the life that you're living today, so that your sorry butt could stand on the Olympic podium during the trials and say, oh, it's so disrespectful of the United States. Shut up! No one wants to hear your whining and complaining when there are people out there all around the world who are dying 
to get into this nation, who are dying to want to have a taste of the privilege and the freedom that you have. And for you to stand up there, for you to stand up there and to claim that you're that there's some kind of systemic oppression because you have such a great life and you're literally qualifying to go to the Olympics, the Olympics, you're qualifying for the Olympics and you're saying that you have this, oh, I'm so oppressed. Oh, shut up. And yes, I'm getting mad because I know what it's like to live in a place where we do, where actual oppression happens. Actual oppression. But for you to stand up there with your privileged life and to say that it's disrespectful for them to play the anthem and for you to turn your back on the flag, that is a slap in the face to every American that has ever bled and died. For you to have the right to be so ignorant and so selfish and so stupid. I've got to stop talking about this before I have an aneurysm. I... I cannot believe the lack of gratitude that so many people have in this nation today. It is... Overwhelming. All right, we're going to move on to our next bit of news, but first, a word from our sponsor. Former Vice President Joe Biden has a history of making very interesting gaffes, very interesting statements, doing very interesting things. And this weekend was, of course, no different. He made a, he made a few different claims and set, did a few different things. That makes one scratch their head and kind of look at him like, what is wrong with you, fool? But I'm I'm only interested in a couple of very specific examples. The first one is this this clip here. Let, let me play this for y'all. People are waiting for relief. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week for child care. A lot has been happened already, number one. Number two, I'm going to fight like heck to get them the rest of what I think has to be done. I'm going to be going around the country, spending time, making the case to the American people that this just isn't about showing an identification that this is who I am when I vote. This isn't just about whether or not excuse me, you can provide water for someone standing in line while they're waiting to vote. This is about who gets to judge whether your vote counted after it's been cast. Think about it. Don't dismiss it at all. Just remind them, I wrote the bill on the environment. Why would I not be for it? Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. I really don't know how to react to that. (laughs) 
Um. Oh boy, Creepy Joe was the trending hashtag on Twitter after that series of whatever you want to call it. Um. I, I, oh my gosh, I am incredibly, incredibly creeped out for sure by what I just listened to. Um, something's not right with this guy. Okay, former Vice President Joe Biden is currently seen as the leader of the free world, and that is what he does when confront oh, and I didn't play it because it's it's more of a visual clip um you can go and find it yourself um but uh, as many of you know there was that apartment building collapse in Florida uh, earlier in the week and um when asked about it at the same press conference might I add Joe Biden forgot what they were talking about and Kamala Harris had to come up and remind him that was embarrassing and J- Joe Joe, oh Joe, you, sir, you son of a Delaware man or Pennsylvania. He's born in Pennsylvania. Um, I, I really, I need him to survive for the next few years. Before the before the presidents before the election, everybody was saying, "How could they let him in this condition?" And it's only getting worse. You can tell it's only getting worse. How can they let him in this condition where it seems like he has dementia? How can they act? How can his family let him do this? And even now, I'm watching this. Like, how can anyone look at this and say, "Yeah, this is fine. This is the president. We're gonna we're gonna let him keep doing this." The, the, I, if I were the family, I would have stepped in a long time ago. But right now that now that he's been elected, and now especially that Kamala Harris is the vice president, you have never seen such a push on the right of people like, we need Joe Biden to remain alive for the next four years for a very important reason. We do not want Kamala Harris to be the president. And right now... With the way things are looking, it's looking like it's likely that Kamala will be president at some point because even Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, said that he expects Kamala will be president by 2022. I hope he's wrong. He's probably not. I am terrified. But that's not, but that's not the, that's, that's just a small part of the bonker Biden moment. Um, what was even more crazy and more telling was Biden's comments on guns during this press conference, which I will play specifically about the Second Amendment, which I shall now play here. Own them. And I might add, the Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are 
never been. If you want to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that it's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. There is quite a bit that is wrong about everything that he just said. And if you don't believe me, then let me take you to a source you might believe. Surprisingly enough, the Washington Post, very quickly after this, ran an article saying Biden's false claim that the Second Amendment bans canon ownership. Crazy, isn't it? It it quotes the line about limiting um, the type of weapon you couldn't buy a cannon. And the article begins saying, The president offered this aside as he made a litany of his regular points about the need for background checks and what he says was the effectiveness of bans on assault weapons and large-capacity magazines that expired. Parenthetical asides from the prepared text often trip up presidents, especially Biden. In this case, he repeated a claim that Americans were prohibited from owning cannons that has already been fact-checked as false when he made it during the presidential campaign. The facts. The canon element is what mostly interests us here, but should also, but we should also address Biden's framing about the Second Amendment, which was part of the Bill of Rights adopted in 1791. The meaning of the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state derived the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed, has long been debated. Shall not be infringed. Sorry, I had to do that. But experts said Biden especially mischaracterized it. Everything in that statement was wrong, said David Copil, a the research director and Second Amendment project director at the Independence Institute. After 1791, there was no federal laws about what type of guns you could own, and no states limited the kind of gun you could own. Not until the early 1800s were there any efforts to pass restrictions on carrying concealed weapons, he said. I think what he's saying here is that the Second Amendment has never understood to guarantee everyone's right to own all types of weapons, which I believe is true, said Kermit Roosevelt, a constitutional law professor at the University of Pennsylvania. As phrased, it sounds like the Second Amendment itself limited ownership, which is not true. Copel noted that some states place gun ownership restrictions on Native American tribes, including orders to disarm them, but the tribes under the Constitution at the time were treated as the equivalent of foreign nations. Interestingly, during the campaign, Biden had asserted that the cannon restrictions happened during the Revolutionary War. From the very beginning, you weren't allowed to have certain weapons, Biden told Wired Magazine in May 2020. You weren't allowed to own a cannon during the Revolutionary War as an individual. Historians at the time told PolitiFact there was no evidence this was the case. Biden's campaign could not point to any laws, but seemed to suggest Biden's point was more metaphorical than grounded in reality, much like a lot of things that Biden has said recently. Now Biden has moved the canon metaphor to some 20 years after the Revolutionary War, and it's still wrong. In fact, you do not have to look far into the Constitution to see that private individuals could own canons. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 11 gives Congress the power to declare war, but there's another element of that clause that might seem strange to modern ears. Congress also had the power to grant letters of mark and reprisal. What's that? These were special waivers that allowed private individuals to act as pirates on behalf of the United States against countries engaged in war with it. The letter of mark allowed a warship to cross into another country's territory to take a ship, while a letter of reprisal gave authorization to bring the ship back to the home port of the capture. 
Individuals who were given these waivers and owned warships obviously also attained cannons for use in battle. The White House did not provide an explanation of Biden's comment. And they gave him four Pinocchios, which is their fact-checking system. So Biden is unsurprisingly wrong about the Second Amendment. Um, it, it, <laughs> what gets me is that he keeps parroting this false claim that has been proven false over and 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 over again. And it will continue to be proven false until the end of time over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And no matter what, Biden is probably going to still keep parroting it because half he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. Everybody knows that. It's obvious. He, he's, an, he's an incompetent fool. He's an incompetent fool. He's inept. He doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. And he's the decrepit old man that should not be in the White House. Kamala Harris also should not be in the White House, so we need this decrepit old man to stay alive for a little bit longer. But he's a decrepit old man that should not have been elected. And the, the uh, it's a very telling fact that all you ever see is anti-Trump people. I've not met a single pro-Biden person in my life. I've only ever met anti-Trumpers. Interesting little uh, little fact there. Anyway, um, besides that, what is concerning to me about this is Biden's comment about needing F-15s and nukes to take on the federal government. Which is a very obvious threat against patriots like you and I who understand that the, the reasoning for the Second Amendment is so that the people, if the government were to become tyrannical, could counter the government and take up arms against it and fight against it. That's why in every single historical revolution where a tyrannical power has taken control of the government, the first thing they do as soon as they have power is take guns out of the hands of the people. This is a historical fact. And that takes away the people's ability to be able to defend themselves. Even Karl Marx understood this when he said that um, he when he was he, he had a very famous quote about arms and the gun, uh, arms and the people. And if most of you know that I do not like Marxism, I don't like Marx, and I disagree with Marx on a lot, but here's one quote from Marx that I do agree with. Under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. Even Karl Marx understood the necessity of weapons against a tyrannical government. And Marx was an idiot. And so if an idiot can understand this, I don't understand how someone as supposedly as bright and brilliant as Joseph R. Biden could, could t ever mis misconstrue this. And the fact that he threatens his own people saying that you'd need F-15s and nukes to take on the government. What are you going to do, Joe? Nuke your own people? That's very, that's very 
despot-like of you. That's very tyrannical of you. Joe Biden is a man who, I may say, is one who has made a myriad of interesting comments, bad comments, and overall gaffes during and before his presidency. But this takes the cake. The fact that he says that you would need F-15s and nukes to take on the government. First off, I'm pretty sure the North Vietnamese didn't have F-15s and nukes. I'm pretty sure the Taliban right now in Afghanistan don't have F-15s and nukes, and yet they're doing pretty dang well against the United States government. And so for you to assert that your own people would need this to take on the government first off, is very troubling to me because it makes me wonder what you have in plan, what you have planned and what you have in store that could make this a necessary reality. That is very troubling. And so the fact that you're going to sit there and say that you need these things to take on the government because, you know, the tree of liberty and blood and all of that. I'm I'm worried. I'm very worried. I've I've been worried since January, but I'm incredibly worried now. What do you have in store, old man? What is your end goal with this? I think that we all need to be very, very watchful and very very, very vigilant over the next few weeks, months, and years because Obviously, something something isn't going on now. Something's at play. Where he thinks that it's going to be very beneficial for... Or he thinks that it's going to be very... It's going to become an evident reality that we might need to take up arms. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. And I think that I'm probably wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. But I might not be wrong. And we need to prepare for the reality that I am not wrong. And so we need to look at this objectively and say, okay, if you don't own a gun right now, you need to go out and buy one. If you've never shot a gun, you need to go out and train and start shooting. If you um, do own weapons and you haven't used them in a while, you need to start building up some and some some uh ammunition and prepare because we don't know where this is going and that's the most scary part about it is we don't know where this is going we need to prepare as citizens of the United States we need to prepare to take up arms and we need to prepare for a moment in which something might happen where we would need to exercise our Second Amendment rights. And I hope that day never comes. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be prepared. Well, guys, I hope I haven't scared you that bad. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I hope that you would give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes uh, if you um, could that helps grow a podcast helps get this message out to as many people as possible share this with all your friends let them know 
that Jesse Hughes has something to say about the issues that matter. Um, as always, I hope you guys have a great day. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and uh, show favor to you. It has been a pleasure. As always, this is Living the Dream with Jesse Hughes. I hope that you guys will tune in next time. Peace.